Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and everywhere you get your podcasts on demand. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like and come and join us in the chat, a.k.a. the Cover 3 tailgate. Hopefully you are enjoying your holiday. Happy Martin Luther King Junior Day to all who celebrate and all who observe. Um, we had really we were last with you for uh, the sirens in your feed on Friday with Kalen DeBoer uh, taking over for Nick Saban as the head coach of Alabama. Since then, we've had his you know arrival with all the fans at the airport. Seems like it's a jubilation, you know, among Tuscaloosa. Then we have the press conference. You know, Nick Saban and Miss Terry sit in front row. You know, some some nice things that we picked up or maybe learned or gathered from that. But also Washington wastes no time they go to one of the top coaches that they had in their old conference the pac-12 arizona uh and they hire jed fish to come and uh be the next head coach of the huskies to lead washington into the big 10 era so tom uh, we didn't even have a time to to talk a lot of a lot of candidates but in the brief time that we did we mentioned jed fish just overall thoughts on uh on who they got and what to expect as Washington uh, finds their replacement for Kalen DeBoer. It's a great hire. I have no idea if it'll work out. Um, <clears throat> I th- listen, I, I was a fan of Fish when he first got to Arizona because, you know, we made the, we, were, we would joke about it, but there was truth to it. The team was bad, but they played hard, which was a good sign for what they were kind of building there and where they were going. And obviously we saw the last two years, they kept trending up. This year they had a very good season. Before Fish left yesterday, everybody was talking about Arizona as a team that could, you know, possibly win the Big 12. They were going to start the year probably in the top 10 of the polls. So if you're Washington and you're losing the board to Alabama, I think this is a solid hire. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think that, you know, he's he clearly he's a good offensive mind. He's been a lot of places. He's been at the NFL. He's been at the college level. He's familiar with everything you want. So and in this day and age where college is kind of morphing into the NFL to kind of have somebody with that experience on both sides is probably, you know, a added bonus. I think getting it done quickly is good because at least this way you could try to keep some players who are maybe considering leaving, but also bring some players with you and get them in early enough in time before, you know, school starts in this, in the, you know, this month, if it hasn't already, I don't even know different schools, different places, but I think overall it's, it's a good move that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. I agree with Tom. Uh, Jed Fish has been better than I thought he was going to be at Arizona. If, if you kind of dig into his stuff, it, it's it's a it's kind of a mixed career track. There, there's some NFL in there, um, and then he goes and he's with Michigan for two years, and then he's at UCLA. 
for one year and then he goes back to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was at Jacksonville. He he was uh, Miami's OC for for the uh, the Hurricanes for two years in the very early part of the 2010s. Uh, then he was the Patriots quarterback coach for for one year. So the guy has some uh, like some serious coaching connections as far as like having been around people. We really weren't sure what he was going to be as a head coach, but um, I, he was better than I thought he would be. Uh, it's funny you, you mentioned like I, I looked this up yesterday. He became a coach in 1997. If you don't include the interim stint at UCLA after Mora got fired, where he took over for a couple games there, this will be his 17th job since 1997. He's not exactly a guy who sticks around very long. It's it's kind of wild, man. Um, but he's only 47. Mm-hmm. A lot of jobs to have by the time you're 47, but. Specifically for Washington, he's a guy who spent time on the West Coast, so I think he understands sort of the uh, challenges that a West Coast job uh, might bring. I think he's done a pretty good job of recruiting for Arizona. Uh, I thought they did a nice job in the portal this year after a lot of their good 2022 players were sort of raided by other uh, other bigger programs, including some Pac-12 programs. And yeah, USC got in there and took Dorian yeah, Singer. Exactly. Uh, and uh, was it Bars, the D-lineman? Who had a big year for them in 20? Kyron Bars, maybe? Something like that, yeah. Um, Arizona, they played hard. They generally look to be pretty tough to defend. I think Fish has a a good offensive mind, and they definitely let their playmakers make plays. I don't know if it'll work out, but I think you could do a lot worse. Um, That's probably a pretty good hire. I saw him mention he was probably the first boy. Leopold at Kansas had, had said, like, I'm not going anywhere. I don't know if he was the top choice, but it would have sort of fit the same hiring model, right? Guy that won a lot of the lower level and you, you hire him. But I'm fairly uh, fairly high on this, I think. So um, why no Ryan Grubb? He, <clears throat> he released a lengthy statement, you know, like, I loved Washington, loved everything about it. But what I did not get a sense of, did you want the job and not get the job? Or... Are you choosing instead because reports indicate that he is expected? I, I haven't seen an official announcement from Alabama, but the expectation within the industry seems to be that Ryan Grubb is going to be Kalen DeBoer's offensive coordinator, which for Alabama, yes, yes, mm-hmm. uh, 100% yes. It's who Nick Saban wanted to hire before Tommy Reese. If he's coming with DeBoer and you're keeping those two together, they've been together since 2007. Don't don't break up that, uh, that songwriting combo. They got some Nick- hits. Nick Saban wanted Grubb so damn bad he retired to get him. Yeah, like so. But for Washington, did you just let a potential like great hire go? I I didn't. It's sort of just overall thoughts on it. Who else might have been connected to this? Again, I almost give Washington credit for moving quickly and being able to give the next hire, Jed Fish, the best chance possible uh, to to hold this roster together. At least what's remaining of it. I mean, I, I don't know about Grubb as a head coach. I mean, I, I've never seen him mentioned for head coach opportunities elsewhere. And, and again, not everybody wants to be a head coach. Yep. Some I, some guys just prefer to be coordinators, right? And, and I'm not saying that is or is not Grubb, but I don't know if he wanted the job or not. Like maybe he did. It, it's 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 easy to say he did, but I, and, unless you're in in the meetings, I, I guess it's hard to know. Uh, but if you're Washington, again, you should have superior knowledge here. You should have a decent feel for what this guy 
uh, might or might not be as a head coach. And so it's kind of on you to make the right call and you better make the right call. Also, like something that could have possibly been at play here is whether or not Grubb wanted the job. If you're Washington, you just got to the title game. Your head coach left. You're leaving for a new conference. This is a very kind of tricky situation that you have to deal with. You've got players entering the NFL draft. Maybe you're more comfortable hiring somebody who you know that even if he doesn't have a ton of head coaching experience, has had coaching experience because Jet Fish has been doing this for the last few years at Arizona. Instead of going the coordinator out, maybe you view that as a riskier option, even if his offense is very good. You want somebody who's more established in running a program right now. So yeah. that could have played a factor, too. That's a good point, too. Like, if you're Ryan Grubb, you turned down Alabama this last year to stay at Washington because you realized what you had. Now you should also realize what you don't have, which is almost all of your offense. Mm-hmm. I think both tackles have declared for the NFL draft. Kalepo, who's one of the better guards in the sport, is in the transfer portal. All three receivers are gone. Penix is gone. Uh, Will Rogers, the, the transfer quarterback they took from Mississippi State, is also gone. Not everybody in the portal uh, – is guaranteed to be gone. They could all come back if, if they wanted to. And and certainly with Jed Fish's offense, maybe they would decide to come back. But if you're Ryan Grubb and you're reading the room, your stock as a coordinator is going to go down next year if you stay at Washington, even as the head coach, right? Like it's just Washington's going to have a massive drop off in offense unless they just portal the heck out of this thing. Because it, I mean, it was one of the better offenses we've seen in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, right. Once, so, once yeah. they bring in Fafita and McMillan, they'll probably be just fine. So, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I was, was going to say, let's <laughs> stay right there with Washington because it does seem like, um, you know, looking back at the statement, it does seem like Grubb wanted it. He did not get the job. I Again, I'm, I'm going to say my takeaway from where I'm sitting, great news for Alabama. I don't know yeah. whether why, we are only going to know based on how Jed Fish performs as the head coach of the Washington Huskies, whether or not it was the right decision. And there's a lot of variables there, including this one right here. How, how are we looking in terms of the Washington roster and the operation? Because from the quarterback position, uh, you know, you had just brought Will Rogers in so that he was on the sideline in uniform. And as soon as Kalen DeBoer leaves, boom, he's in the transfer portal but there's a lot more going on here. You know, if, when you have nine sixth-year seniors, you know what that means? They're all gone. When you have a bunch of fifth-year seniors, a bunch of them are going to be gone too. So in addition to the underclassmen declaration of all three of our wide receivers, what a lot of work, right, from a roster-building standpoint. Is Washington ready? Do they have the... Do they have the, the the guns ready to go to be able to figure out how to make this thing happen before the fall? When, when I did my January 5th, way too early top 25 just spitballing it on twitter I, I did not have washington in there because i had basically all the good players as going pro just as a default setting for my you know little projection model right and so at that point washington did not profile as a top 25 team and i immediately regretted that actually as some of their fans let me know who was probably going to return and who they might bring in now this was of course before DeBoer left washington to take the alabama job Barring some miracles in the transfer portal, I have a hard time seeing Washington being a top six team in the Big Ten next year. I had uh, I was like sixth or seventh. We gotta, yeah. we gotta put them in the top half of this 18 team behemoth. But I, I really have a hard time sliding them ahead of some of those teams that fill out our no doubt top five. Agreed. Um again, we don't know what they will do in the portal. We'll we'll see. Uh, Austin Mack, their their second year quarterback, uh, also He's hit the portal. Too. So yep. 
Does Washington have any scholarship quarterbacks right now? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they do at the moment. That's a crazy sentence. To say. Didn't Heward left earlier too, right? Yeah, he's at Cal Davis, yeah. I think. Yeah, UC so. Davis. So they, they throw the ball around there a lot, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, um, I had Jordan McLeod. I was looking through the transfer portal, and I was like, who has not landed somewhere? One of them is Will Rogers, who obviously just left, and he could stay, right? I mean, he, he might have just thrown his name in the portal, go ahead and get it in there. He could end up sitting down with Jed Fish, and then they say, sure. Again, Jed Fish has a quarterback that <laughs> it very much could be the option and the answer to our question here. I had Jordan McLeod, former James Madison quarterback, as sort of the 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 last chess piece. And again, we'll get to Cam Ward here in just a little bit, but I, I don't know what else is out there in terms of the transfer marketplace. Jaden Delora. I find it hard to expect that since Jane Delora lost his starting job under Jed Fish's watch, that we're going to see yeah. him turn around and be Washington's uh, next. Well, from what, everything I've heard, Jane Delora handled that really well. Like he kind of understood once Fafita got in there and started playing that it was a situation where it's like, bro, we, we, we can't go back to you. Look at this kid. But I mean, that's the th- I mentioned it jokingly, but there is a very real chance that Washington's quarterback will be Noah Fafita. And there's a very real chance that Tedaro McMillan will also be one of their top receivers. That's the situation that we're living with now with the transfer portal. When a coach leaves, players have the chance to leave. Players can follow the coach to the new job. Now, I'm not saying they're going to. Maybe Fafita McMillan are happy at Arizona and want to stay there and see who the coach is, you know, what happens there. But there's a very good shot that that is going to be the case. Mm. I I mean, we don't know exactly what Arizona's NIL situation will be. Um, it's pretty clear Washington can pay a lot more money to coaches than Arizona can. Um, can they also do the same with NIL? Probably. Montlake Futures. Let's go. You get on. Yeah, that's the name of their NIL operation. And the way that uh, talking to Kalen DeBoer about it, he praised the growth that they had over the last one year says they'd learned a lot and they'd improved a lot you know made a lot of good connections in that community you know the alumni base does have some some people that can cut some checks that can help you out but he said he also very quickly followed up that praise with now are we where we need to be no do we need to keep pedal to the metal yes you know like he he was happy that the university and the nil operation that they had gotten everything organized and were moving in the right direction but right now seems like a big time to make sure that they can continue to build on that momentum and not let it slide or fade away just with the absence of Kalen DeBoer. So it'll be, it'll be an important couple months of fundraising, I think for, uh, for Washington football on the NIL side. Um, Speaking of Arizona coming up on the other side, what's next for Arizona? Another program that like Washington is going to have a new home. Where does Arizona stack up in the Big 12? And who are some of the candidates we should expect connected to that job? Plus, J.J. McCarthy is off to the NFL. What about his head coach? We've got an update on his latest NFL exploration. And a player who we thought was going to the NFL is going to be right back to one of the first places he visited. More on Cam Ward and Miami. Next. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast. And as Jed Fish is off, and, you know, as, as Tom, I think you mentioned last week when all this craziness started, we're like, the coaching carousel was done. <laughs> we were oh, finished. We were finished. 
But now we're back up and going again. Jed Fish off to Washington. Arizona, um, a very interesting job. And, uh, you know, we can we can talk about candidates, but but is this fair? Arizona is a place that in much of the modern era, you ha- you can pop, but sustained success has not been proven. It is not – Arizona football in a lot of the modern era is not a consistent winner. I mean, that could even be detailed by the fact that most of their head coaches over the last couple decades have been fired. All it of is, them since the 80s. Yeah, I mean, it's been yeah. a while since Arizona has had a coach do so well over such a long period of time that they get hired away. Jed Fish is the first in a long time. I mean, did Rich Rod uh, turn put together a bunch of bowl seasons, uh, Pac-12 South Division title, a top 20 finish? Yes. Like, did Mike Stoops run off a bunch of eight-win seasons? Yes. And clearly, Jed Fish, you know, with 10 wins and a, a number 11 final poll ranking, um, had a great year and a very fast rise at Arizona. But there is nothing that, that I'm necessarily looking at that says – this is something that is turnkey that you can step right in and feel like the operation is ready to go and provide consistent year over year winning. So if you look at the coaches that Arizona has hired, I, I sort of think the bones of this job might be a little bit better than the results have been interesting in recent years. So like Kevin, someone off a and M was a terrible hire. Kevin, someone should have taken a year off from coaching and had a bit of a reset. And, the, and I can't believe Arizona hired him. Right. Rich Rod kind of at times had it going there and then kind of ran into some problems of his own making, mm-hmm. right? That's that the stuff that went down there isn't really Arizona's fault. You know, Mike Stoops, I don't think anybody ever considered him some amazing coach, uh, but he again, he did win eight games there a few times. It is it a top half job in, in the Big 12? In the new Big 12, as you're stacking up all the jobs. Top half. Sure. No. <laughs> Honestly, you, you could just hit randomize yeah. as long as you just put whatever job you think is the best job in the big in the new Big 12 at the top and then let, 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 let everyone else fall as it may. I I think it's probably sort of in that like middle 50% of jobs in the Big 12, depending on what kind of money they actually have. Uh, the chat seems to think Arizona's totally broke. I, you got to kind of separate school from program, but I, clearly, like Washington is going to have a lot more money than Arizona is. I, I think they could probably get some decent candidates. Uh, if you guys know Jason Shear at, at Wildcat Authority, we, we, we had him on uh, for the summer school series. He's got his hot board up. I thought he did a nice job with that. Like, there's some decent names on here, right? At, I mean, Brent Brennan at San Jose, mm-hmm. it's a hell of a coach. Mm-hmm. Like, they win with like, you want to talk about no resources? San Jose does not have money. I guarantee you that. Like they win consistently. Justin Wilcox is on there. Um, I don't know if. I guess you leave Cal for Arizona, right? Yeah. If you yeah, I would. Yeah. Yes, I would. Yeah. That's going to have to be really hard travel schedule for for Cal. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're about to take Cal into the ACC. Um, that I if if Justin Wilcox, if I was, and again, I'm projecting my own biases here, but if I was Justin Wilcox and I got the offer at Arizona, I would I would take that job over Cal. He's got a couple hot coordinators on there. Uh, Will, Will Stein, uh, Brennan Carroll, who's already on the staff. Uh, Johnny Anson, who was uh, the Arizona defensive coach, who's now at, at Texas. He got hired away. Uh, Barry Odom, nearby UNLV. Mm. I, Troy Calhoun got mentioned. I don't know. 
don't know how Arizona's fan base would take that if you go from like a real high flying offense to an offense that scores, but in a different way. Well, we remember what happened when they nearly hired Ken Yamatololo. Cool yeah. take got on there and just got on Twitter and put a kibosh on that pretty quick. Probably shouldn't let uh, Khalil Tate's Twitter account dictate a coaching search. Yeah, yeah, that's probably pretty silly. Yeah. Um, where would you go, Tom? I think Brennan makes the most sense. He's connected to the school, and he's done a great job at San Jose State. And I think that we, – We need to specify because when Brennan Carroll Brent, 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 Brent Brennan yeah. are both uh, in the mix for the job, I mean, that's, that's just set up for um, some reporting to go south right as we get closer to the announcement time. Is it Brennan? Yes. A text message between insiders. I mean, I think Brent Brennan was somebody we mentioned before they hired Fish. Like back at, a couple of years ago, he was somebody that made a ton of sense then because San Jose State was coming off a good season and San Jose State has still done well in the year since. So I think that with his connections to the school, he makes plenty of sense, especially if, like, if you're looking to get somebody who won't leave you after three years for another job like what just happened i think brent brennan was somebody who if he comes to arizona might be in it for the long haul at this point is arizona a better job than colorado it's the same i <laughs> i, I recruiting at arizona than you could at colorado yeah i would rather have arizona than colorado because Houston. of the recruiting The Houston job to me is going to come down almost exclusively to is Arizona actually broke. Yeah. If it is, then I then I want he, I want the Houston job. If it's not, then I think Arizona because of, of you know like they have an actual history. Mm-hmm. What about um, Cincinnati? I don't. Well, so. you cannot pause on that. I would take. I no, think I don't think so. I think you that in the Cincinnati's new Big 12, a better job than Arizona. No, I think Arizona is a better job than yeah, Cincinnati. Okay. I think in the new Big Twelve, like, because you're kind of you know you're you're in you're in the region, whereas like Cincinnati is still way out here. It's it's I think connection wise, you're in the region, you're better. But it's I don't I don't think there's any job in the Big Twelve anymore that is drastically better than any other job in the Big Twelve. Like that, it's the yeah. coaching the coaching jobs are the same as the programs at this point. It's kind of a year by year thing. It's kind of preference fit culture. Yeah. Right. The one is probably, but like, then again, it's not like Kansas State's location is amazing. They just happen to have right. made, they, like, they've made multiple good hires in our lifetime. I so. was thinking Kansas State, uh, Baylor and TCU, if only for the fact that, like, when it, they're running hot and the resources are there, you do have, I mean, you got some money, right? Mm-hmm. They sucked under Ron Prince, though. I mean, like, it, all of these programs are capable of, of having bad seasons if they don't make the right coaching hire. And because Oklahoma State, so slim. I've got no idea because Oklahoma, uh, T-Boone's not with us anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So we don't have the the benefactor who might be emotionally swayed to you know invest to win, but we do still have the head coach. I mean, it's like I, I have no idea what Oklahoma State's going to look like after Mike Gundy. As long as I've been working at CBS, which has been since 2010, Mike Gundy, it's been the Mike Gundy era. So uh, I don't really have a great reference for what the Cowboys are going to look like if that job opens anytime soon. You can soon. get the LSU job off of the Oklahoma State job. I know that. That's true. All right. So here's a question for you Which non Big Ten and non SEC schools would you turn down Washington if you were at? So, like, which Big 12 and ACC jobs, if you had, if you had them 
would you say, nah, Washington, thanks, but no thanks? Florida State. Okay. Clemson. Yep. Miami. Yeah. I don't think there's any Big 12 job. I don't think there is a Agreed. single Big 12 job. I, I think it's just Apple. three and, and then Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that kind of – I I wrote last July, and this is in line with what I was talking about when I wrote – like, Big 12 fans got super pissed at me when I wrote this, but this is the crux of what I was writing. Like, this was just after Colorado had just decided to join the Big 12, and everybody was saying the Big 12 had, quote-unquote, won the battle with the Pac-12. You didn't win. Like, this is kind of going to be the future. Like, Arizona was a program that was going to be in the top 10 to start next season. It was coming off a great year. It was going to be competing for the Big 12. And your coach left for Washington. He might be taking half the roster with him when he gets there. And you're going, you're, you're starting over again. And in other words, you are in the exact position that the Mountain West schools have been in. The Sun Belt schools have been in. All these G5s. You are now a feeder system to these two big leagues. I'm not saying this is going to happen every time because we also saw Lance Leipold. He's still at Kansas. He was somebody that was considered for this job, and he stuck around. But this is going to start happening more and more, whereas the Big 12, you're surviving, but as we keep going along and the gap keeps getting wider and wider and wider, it's you won against the Pac-12, but the Pac-12's gone. So it's like, you know, I didn't beat anybody at this point. You get to sell the competitiveness. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every single Big 12. And that's like, uh, Bud, I mean, I, I think you said it on the air, but that's what that's what they should be leaning in on. The Big 12 should be all in with a gambling partner and yes. just only encourage live betting. There are no games that are more of a roller coaster to live bet than the Big 12. Let's just, that, that's, that's the way that you turn it into, that's the maxion of Saturdays. How's that for a slogan that I'm sure that they would not proudly post to the rest of college football? Totally. But it's true. I mean, that, that's that's how they should market it. At, at every game, are any games like great games in terms of talent level? No. Are they all like pretty decent watchable games? For the most part, yeah. And coaching's pretty good, like up and down. Yeah. Uh, like you some pretty good ball coaches. You you say that the talent level, you know, is not overly impressive, but I wouldn't say that it always looks like bad football. I mean, it's, no, 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 it's right. well coached football. Yeah. It's just the individuals that are doing it are not certified future NFL draft players like they are elsewhere. And we can appreciate that and like that. Yes. Like we don't mm -hmm. have to root for just like 28 teams and, and ignore everybody else. It, it Throughout the world, there's lots of different divisions of play that are really popular. We, we don't have to just be, hey, there's just one, like one group of teams we care about. Like, I'm going to watch the hell out of the Big 12. I think it'll be great. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy that more than I am the super talented team that's assing it up out there, you know, <laughs> just going seven and five and making boneheaded decisions all the time. Yeah. Go canes. <laughs> Man, that you know that you you know that he's twelve and thirteen. Who is? Mario Mario? Yeah. He's he's twelve and thirteen and one and six against ranked opponents. <sighs> He did get a home win in conference. I know. <laughs> Shoot off the fireworks. Let's go. All right, we need. Uh, let's start. Uh, let's start with that on the other side, um, and then we'll hit some uh, some JJ McCarthy, Jim Harbaugh, and so much more. Coming up on the other side, we thought Cam Ward was off to the NFL draft. Now 
He's arguably the most important player heading into Mario Cristobal's third year. We'll get into that. More Portal Buzz and more next. You see that matchup, Tom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you, you guys are terrified. We're coming. You, you, you see a little. Hold on to that uh, lead while you can. If you're watching on uh, on YouTube.com slash Cover 3, you just saw a great promo for an upcoming Fiorentina-Napoli match. You can see it Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. But that's not the kind of football that we're talking about. No, we are a finalist for the best American football podcast category in the Sports Podcast Awards. So to help us bring home some hardware, please use the link. It is in the chat. It is in the episode description on both YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts on the audio side or if you're watching us, boop, boop, you can hit that QR code that's down there in the corner. The whole process to vote only takes you about 30 seconds. Your support has helped so much of our growth, and we've been recognized by the Sports Podcast Awards before. We've been a finalist before, but we didn't bring home the award. But we need your help to do that. Fan votes do drive the winners. So, hit that QR code, hit that link in the description or in the chat. We appreciate it in advance voting open until january 28th so please get in there uh we appreciate it so like we mentioned we got all the different changes and while there are some deadlines that that have already expired well we you can still you know join a school like we just found out so let's jump on in to the portal So we got a you know brief little message. Hi, I'm Cam Ward, and I'm declaring for the NFL draft. And then we did it. I mean, but we'll see. we are going to have a lot of times where schools are competing against schools in a bidding war. And we are going to have some times where a school is competing against the uncertain NFL earnings. I mean, is this... Did, did Miami just have to go back to the table or ask Cam Ward to come back to the table? What do you think led to this change of heart for the former incarnate word and Washington state quarterback? Yeah. Uh, look, this is Miami's money year. And I think if you're Cam Ward, you said, show me the money, right? Uh, there are several schools that talked to Cam Ward. I think Florida state, Auburn, Miami, and Miami was the one that was seen as being willing to go really out there with an offer, if you're Cam Ward, I think you played this leverage-wise pretty brilliantly. You you bluffed the NFL pretty hard. Whether or not Cam Ward's ready to be an NFL quarterback, I I don't know. Uh, and now you can go back and, and get some pretty serious cash to go play behind what should be the ACC's best line, offensive line, I would think. And you know, two pretty good receivers in Restrepo and George. They probably need to find a third in the transfer portal and. You know, if you're Miami, I thought they did a pretty good job of also sort of pressuring him like, hey, man, we will move on. I don't know if you guys know this. Talia was on campus. We might, we like, we, we feel good about getting this waiver. I'm like, you do? Really? Okay. That's, uh, that's curious. Four so I thought they might have bluffed him a little bit that way, too, to like, like, to be like, hey, man, <clears throat> we're going to pay the money. Yeah. Are, like, how serious are you about this NFL stuff? Like, are you sure you don't want to play college football anymore? You, 
You want to go play pro ball? And I think it's a great gift for Miami. Like Miami has a pretty good chance to be favored in the ACC next year because Ward was basically every school I know thought he was the top guy in the portal for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's a big gift for them. Yeah, no, I think it's very good for Miami. I think that <clears throat> you could make a strong case that they have upgraded a QB. And I think that Cam Ward is a very talented player. I don't think Cam Ward is like, you know, top QB in the country, but I think that of the portal this year, and I've talked about it, like I didn't think this portal classic QB was all that spectacular. Agreed. I thought he was clearly the best option available in the in the in the portal. He's not going to come in and make Miami a ACC champion by himself. There's still other things that they have to do, but I think he greatly increases the floor there of what they have. And I think that getting him is huge for the games and we'll have to just if see if it works. If you're Cristobal, you, you really could not risk going into year three. No. And, and as Chip had pointed out, he, he's 12 and 13 there. I think he's killing it in recruiting, especially at the premium positions along the lines of scrimmage. And that's really how you build a title contender. But you cannot risk going in into the, your third year, which is kind of your prove-it year, with Ja'Curry Brown and Reese Poffin, Poffenbarger. Poffenbarger. I mean, <laughs> come on, man. Like That's not going to get it done. Um, I guess it could get it done. Those guys took a massive leap, but you need a little bit. Uh, you, you need a little bit more there. I needed Reese Poffenbarger to end up at a Mac school so we can get a Reese Poffenbarger versus a Jeff Undercuffler matchup that the world <laughs> just needs to see. <laughs> his arm's too good. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, no. That he his, him throwing a vase doesn't look the same. So yeah, we got to make sure we keep him uh, keep him in the Atlantic Coast Conference. They. Miami being awesome along the lines of scrimmage, but not having a difference maker at quarterback means there's more margin for error. And what about Miami tells you that they're going to end up on the right side of small margins? Like I just, (laughs) you have to like, this is a team that needs to go into the fourth quarter up by 10. Mm -hmm. They, they, They need to put teams away and blow teams out. What was the best performance we've seen from Miami football in the last two seasons, it was beating Texas A&M when they just were scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring. And even when they were doing dumb things and kind of letting Texas A&M back into the game, it didn't matter because they created that window. Like that, you need to have a difference maker because an NFL type, because I was was thinking about this, you know, watch more NFL after the college season ends. Like most NFL games, they always are just like, that's their selling point, right? They're all close games, and they all come down to the fourth quarter. That not this not weekend, they weren't. Yeah, I know, but, but that's not what you want for Miami. You need to have an offense and a quarterback that can give you like large leads. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, best offensive line, line in the league. Best quarterback in the league now? Strong argument for it, yeah. Yeah. Receivers are about as good as anybody else has, I think. Best defensive line in the league, maybe Clemson. Yes, maybe. Florida State will have an argument with that too, with with with, with Jackson and Peyton and Farmer. I think I would uh, give Clemson the edge overall. I think Miami has the best player on the defensive line in Bain. I mean, Maui Noah and Basanth the linebackers, pretty damn nice. Yeah. Secondary, I, I think they're probably pretty solid there. Safety's a bit of a question, but uh, yeah, like I I think they're. This is a pretty big deal for them. Like they yeah, could absolutely I, win the league. They, yeah, they should have gone eight and four last year if they can take a knee. Like, is it crazy to think they can go from eight and four level team to a ten and two or eleven and one? I, I think it's all. very possible. And the schedule is a cakewalk. Have right, you seen Tom, it? And like Tom, that's if you a, just turn off Mario's headset during games, you could win eleven games. <laughs> Listen, 
Tom, you were like, I don't know if this addition of Cam Ward like turns him into like an ACC championship contender. It might, it which might. is a reflection of like where the bar is to be an ACC championship contender. But if you're going to put together a list of four teams that you think two of them are going to end up in Charlotte in the ACC title game, Miami might have been on the cutting, like that, like right on the list. And now I think you have to include them. If, I, I think the difference between Cam Ward and what they've had is that. I've been a big Tyler Van Dyke fan for years, so I'm putting that context out there. I think the difference is Cam Ward has the kind of talent that can win you a game on his own. Like, it's not always there, but when he's on, he can make the play that wins the game. I don't think Tyler Van Dyke really ever truly has had that kind of just whatever you call it. Agree with you on that. I, If you swapped Mike Orvell or Dave Doran in, I think we're not saying Miami could be the favorite for the ACC. I think we're saying they <laughs> They're are the favorite. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> they are paying a Mario tax on our expectations. Absolutely. Well, I mean, how many Dave would probably have Cam handing off a lot too, though. So I <laughs> Yeah, Dave hates mistakes. Cam Ward yeah. throws one first quarter yeah. interception. That's uh, it. Put the clamps on him the rest of the way. And the look, schedule is real friendly, by the way. So for Miami. At Florida on uh on Labor Day, FAMU, Ball State at USF. At Cal, at Georgia Tech, at Louisville, Duke, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, at Cuse. Just walk into. Are Cal they favored Burton in all twelve Memorial games? Stadium. Mm. There's because I think shot they're favored in all twelve games. Oh, buddy. You know, just, no pressure in those expectations. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, just when you're you're trying to tell me it's a down year for the ACC, let me sell you on the greatest story known to man: Miami no and expectations. Like no NC State, no Clemson on this schedule, no SMU. I could see some three and nine against the spread coming next year for the Miami Hurricanes. And look, like, we Mario's an extremely trustworthy fourteen point favorite guest. <laughs> Listen, we are getting our jokes off and we have like reasons and results. But the reason why you are in the conversation to compete for a championship is because of what Bud said at the beginning. The man has recruited his ass off and Miami is Miami's the dog in the ACC right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Top recruiting program in the conference. Like that's the team that you got to go beat. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's a Mario thing. That's good. Like I, we're just saying and if they don't win the league, it's going to be a lot. Jeez. We're just saying. <laughs> With that schedule and that payroll, better get it done. Um, Play off other, the expectation easily. Other notable uh, portal news, Isaiah Bond, former Alabama wide receiver, uh, on the receiving end of the – Famous grave digger, fourth and a mile toss from Jalen Milrow in the Iron Bowl. Uh, he has committed to Texas. That is incredibly significant for Texas. The um, uh, I thought Cole Kublik had a great line when he said, this is the first player ever to transfer out before the Daniel Moore painting is even dry. <laughs> Let's go, Cole. Look, Shut up. He said it was a business decision. I don't know if that means NIL, which... I definitely think Texas has much better NIL than Alabama does. Uh, for how long? I don't know. Like, I don't think Alabama's going to have lacking NIL for too long, <laughs> right? But I definitely think they do compared to a Texas right now. Or it could be in a business decision. If this is your money year, 
would you rather catch passes from Quinn Ewers and or Arch Manning, who takes a massive leap, or would you rather catch passes from Jalen Milrow? Bro, I know what I'm doing if I'm trying to earn money. So business makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if he did it intentionally, but he threw Milrow under the bus because he was talking like he said it like it was yeah. in the story with Thamel. And that's that's another funny part of this to me is now like when Thamel announced that Bond was entering the portal. He said, according to the agency, I can't remember what the name of the agency is. I'm sorry. I'm not giving you the free pup, but it's just, it's like, according to the blah, blah, blah agency, Isaiah Bond has entered the transfer portal. So yeah. And then Bond says, it's a business decision. We know what this has been the entire time. But he also said, he's like, you know, you've got Quinn Ewers, a guy who could be the first quarterback taken in the draft next year. I'll be catching passes from. So it's like, yeah, everything about this is a business decision. Um, Isaiah Bond is like, we, we say a lot of guys are fast. Isaiah Bond is is fast, fast. He, I think he's like one of the top ten fastest recorded players from last year on the track and dead on stats bomb. So that could open up a new dimension of, of that Texas offense. Um, yeah, and you know what? Let's uh, let's also discuss opportunities because there are five players who for Texas last year, and Texas as a team had more than four thousand passing yards. There are five players who had twenty five or more receptions. They are Xavier Worthy gone, A.D. Mitchell gone, J.T. Sanders gone, Jonathan Brooks obviously gone, and Jordan Whittington gone. 82% of the team receiving yards are gone. Every significant pass catcher from the season is gone. Mm -hmm. And your quarterback is Quinn Ewers and or Arch Manning. Like this? And your head coach is Steve Sarkis. I mean, again, like I I understand that if you were like um, Isaiah – they just hired Kalen DeBoer, and did you see the offense that they had? I understand that if you would say that's you know your criticism, but business decision, quarterbacks, and again, what seems to be a plethora of opportunity and work that he's going to be able to get uh, as we assume Texas's go-to receiver heading into next year. So it's uh it's a it's a big move and a notable one as uh, as Texas is trying to reload. And how about this as Texas? is trying to make a case as the number two team in the SEC next year. Who would be ahead of them? Alabama? Georgia. Maybe? Georgia. No, I'm I, sorry. I meant for the number two. For the number yeah. two. Um, maybe Alabama. Maybe. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think Texas has a very solid case to be the number two team. They do lose a good bit on defense. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think there will probably be a clustering of schools that are, are, are number two uh Next year, you could probably get some folks to say Ole Miss. Yeah, but that's—I mean, there, Texas Ole Miss debate. Texas is uh, looking a little bit better because at least yeah. one of my question marks seems to be answered, at least in part, by the addition of Isaiah Bond. Um, all right, Georgia bud. just dog also, walk like, the, the SEC wants, next year. What? what Georgia, yeah, does Georgia dog walk the entire conference next year? It's hard to dog. Like that's a really talented league. You got to—they got to stay healthy. I, yeah. Um. Oh, I see the chat wants to stop talk, talking about Arch Manning. Quinn Man, if, Quinn, if Quinn Ewers isn't like a no doubt early entrant pro guy, then mm-hmm. we have to consider the possibility that he gets beat out. I don't yep. think he's going to get beat out, but it's not a hundred percent chance that he that he has the job next year for the full season. Like, what if Arch Manning takes a big time leap? I mean, I I I just think we're detailing one of the best quarterback rooms in the country. Heading if Quinn was that level good, he'd be in the he'd be in he'd the be gone. Yeah, yeah and, exactly right. And Quinn's missed time. 
in both yeah, of these hurt. games as a starter. Yes. It's hurt. I don't, I don't understand. We're not we're not trying to make it a bit. It was a bit. I will admit that. No. It was. But we don't right do now, bits on this show. Everything we say is serious right, all the time. But right now, I mean, we this is just an honest assessment of the Texas offense and the quarterback room. And the fact is, you've got two players who each of them would be a surefire starter at almost every other power conference program they walked in the door. That's not something a lot of people have, and that's what Steve Sarkeesian has. Also, Georgia's schedule is, is hard to dog walk because you have three legitimately difficult games, but the other nine you're going to be a large favorite in. Mm-hmm. Right? So they are at Ole Miss, at Texas, at Alabama. It, you're not going to be massive favorites in those games. Dogs by 50. All three. Oh, no. They're losing one of those. <laughs> all right. Well, the other Chip, one, Chip just got put on the locker room bulletin board in Athens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Chip's out here go. saying you can't win these y'all, 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 Y'all need some motivation. Let's say Chip says you can't go 3 and 0 in those three roadies. You're going to lose one of them. You hey, you better hope it's not one that costs you a spot in Atlanta. You know, head-to-head tiebreaker in a divisionless standings. Those, those games are important. Mhm. Now, nah, what if what, what actually if I'm going to jump out the gate with some some real uh locker room motivation, it's when I take Clemson in that opener. I that would that would be a very interesting first week of the season if that happens. That would give us a whole lot to talk about for a while. Yeah. We'll see what Clemson does in the portal. I'm, I'm, uh, they were kicking the tires on some guys, and they didn't get anybody. So I don't know what's going on there. Well, that's not great. That's, I mean, that, him pizza. Not great. No, no, but that's the thing. It's like Dabo, Dabo's like, hey, he finally had an answer that I was willing to accept when he said I didn't have any roster spots. Now he had roster spots. Targeted three offensive linemen. They all went elsewhere. We've been yelling at Dabo to get an offensive lineman from the portal. They tried. At least they'll tell us that they tried. We'll see. All right. Um, we have gotten a rash of... Uh, no, that rash is negative. There's some positivity here. We've gotten a, a wealth of announcements coming out of Ann Arbor. Uh, you know, they have their decompress decompression a couple days. They have a huge, you know, on-campus... Uh, celebration of the national championship in the arena on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we start to get the announcements. J.J. McCarthy, gone. Uh, Blake Corum, gone. Junior Colson, gone. Also, Donovan Edwards, as of Monday morning, back. Josiah Stewart, the very talented pass rusher, back. So before we get to the Jim Harbaugh of it all, Tom, are are we mostly hitting the what you expected in terms of... Because I remember that you, you had said... You weren't sure, and you thought it should not be like automatic that everybody's gone. And like mm-hmm. you, like we're saying, not everybody is gone, but we do have a lot of the draft eligible significant contributors from the title team all off to the NFL. JJ McCarthy among them. Um, how how has that impacted sort of your expectations for Michigan? Yeah, McCarthy was the one I was on the fence about. Like every other decision that's been made, I'm not really surprised by. Like I, I, I thought Donovan Edwards would be back. I thought there was a good chance Stewart would be back. I thought Roman Wilson would leave. I thought I knew Blake Corn would leave. He had no choice. But like, I think that when you're looking at Michigan for next year defensively, they're going to be fine. Like most of the guys that you want back on that defense are going to be back on the defense. But McCarthy leaving now does leave a pretty big question mark because who's the starting quarterback going to be? I think right now we assume it's Orgy. 
But like Orgy is a different QB from what we've seen than JJ McCarthy was. Like we have not really seen Michigan use Orgy as a passer very often. He usually comes in in like special kind of packages as a runner. Mm-hmm. What will that offense look like with Orgy in there? Will he develop more as a passer? Will they use him more? Or will are they going to hit the portal and find somebody? We don't know. I think McCarthy leaving is a big question mark. And then obviously the whole Jim Harbaugh question mark on top of that. And I do think, I not saying they're related, but I do think that McCarthy leaving increases the odds that Harbaugh is leaving too. More than the like, people talk about the impending possible suspension from the NCAA. I, th- wow. I don't know. If, I don't think that has anything to do with it. But I think McCarthy is maybe reading the tea leaves himself a little bit, or he's just gotten really good feedback from the NFL draft. Because like, I know a lot of college football fans that watch Michigan in these big games would probably not think this is the case, but NFL player personnel scout type people are very high on JJ McCarthy. Like when he came out of high school, he was very highly rated for a reason. And while he hasn't been throwing for 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns a year at Michigan, the talent that had him that highly rated is still there. And NFL teams do like it. So he might be a much higher draft pick than people realize. Agreed, because they want the tools. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the, I, I, if I'm betting on somebody, I need to like make sure that you have the tools to actually be able to play in the league. Right? It's great to put a bunch of college stats, but if you don't have the actual physical tools to play in the league at a high level, I'm not going to use a high pick on you because I, I need that upside of the pick to potentially pay off. So to Chip's question, are you implying that like McCarthy knows Harbaugh is gone or you're saying that McCarthy leaving increases the chances that Harbaugh is going? No, I'm my saying, question, you know, you're saying for Tom's question. I'm saying McCarthy's, I'm, I'm guessing, again, I'm guessing it's not that he knows he's gone. I think he's got a pretty good idea of what, I think he knows the seriousness of Harbaugh's interest in the NFL. Like, I don't think it means he knows he's gone. Because, again, I don't think Jim Harbaugh knows if he's gone yet. He's just starting the interview thing today. But I think McCarthy realizes that Harbaugh is interested in doing this, yes. It's not just like a leverage play like it has been in the past. I'm looking at my sheet here. Uh, All five offensive linemen are gone, it looks like I have. Uh, All five? I think. Who do you have as returning? I don't don't have the depth chart in front of me right now. But I think – I could be be wrong on that. Um, I mean, it's – this is – it's hard to talk about these teams in January because you, you don't know like who's got extra eligibility. It, it's hard to track every day. I will Especially give a shout because out too. Like if 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 Harbaugh leaves and Michigan hires a coach, there might be a new influx of players into the portal. Do you remember when I asked on the show for a uh, if somebody had a tracker that tracked who goes in by day? So mm-hmm. You update your sheets every day. Of course, the Michigan site on the message board, the Michigan Insider, has one. <laughs> So I bookmarked it. It is it, it is great. I'll, I'll drop it in the comments uh, of, of the live chat if y'all want. Uh, but yeah, it, it's great. I, I check it every day to see who else like they dropped in as far as notable uh, new portal entries. The one that I thought was a little surprising somewhat, not that I think he's not a good player because I mean, everybody's got him rated as like one of the top five linebackers in the country, is uh, Junior Colson. Mm-hmm. But they already got Barham from, uh, from Maryland to come over in the portal, who is probably not a downgrade I, I think or at least not a significant one maybe he's better even so I think, I think Colson is very much a demeanor player <laughs> like he's talented but I also think yeah. demeanor plays a big role in him I love JJ him. JJ McCarthy uh speaking to CBS Sports Dennis Dodd in the days leading up to the Rose Bowl win against Alabama asked about Jim Harbaugh leaving for the NFL or staying at Michigan JJ McCarthy said 
It's cherry pie, apple pie. Both great choices to make. I feel like he's going to do whatever he can to make the best decision for him. He loves the school so much. Then would McCarthy blame his coach if he left? No, he's a competitor, the quarterback said. Having a national championship year and then another shot at a Super Bowl, I could see him trying to get that, finish his career off in the sunset. The fact that J.J. goes to the cherry pie, apple pie comparison when asked a question about Harbaugh shows exactly why he and Harbaugh get along. I've been so perfect. Well. They're a perfect <laughs> fit together. <laughs> All right, I have a question for you guys. This is not on the rundown. It's, it's probably crazy. We have a lot of stuff to get to, but it's the offseason. What odds would you give me that the Big Ten has as many or more teams in the playoff this coming year than the SEC? Minus one ten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. Nothing crazy. I think slight favorite. Just if it's five plus seven, which again is not even official, so we don't even know if it's five plus seven or six plus six. But if it was five plus seven, and you are assuming that they're going to gobble them all up, that it would be four, man, four at-larges to the Big Ten would mean five Big Ten teams in the playoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's more, I, I think, the, when I say that out loud, because at first I was like, oh, four teams versus three teams. Of course the Big Ten will have four. The SEC will only end up with three. But if you can include the conference champions as well, I don't know if we'll see one conference with more than four teams in the 12-team playoff in year one, but I think the Big Ten is the most likely. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, right now, it's, but it's still it's hard to say because the portal's not done yet, and the portal will reopen again after spring practice. So right now, I don't know about right now. Right whenever, now. Whenever you're listening to this, but uh, NFL Network and ESPN and uh, many other sources reporting that Jim Harbaugh is meeting with the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday to begin discussing the potential of his return to the NFL. I It is also being reported widely that the Raiders have interest, though we don't have the specifics of like a Monday meeting like we do with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So was this the, is it, is it the beginning? Like we're, we're just working our way through the process. We know where this thing ends. Uh, the Chargers and Raiders are the two jobs that I think make the most sense in that neither of them have a general manager right now. And Harbaugh is going to want personnel power. Although the Chargers have been interviewing guys for their GM position. I know they just interviewed the Bears assistant GM yesterday. He's a finalist for the gig. But I think that the Chargers make a lot of sense for Harbaugh. He played there, so he's familiar with the franchise, although it's a different franchise now. It's also in a different city. But if he can get the head coaching job and be given somewhat not the general manager title, but have a dis- hand in picking who the general manager is and knowing that he'll have a say in personnel decisions. I think that would be a very attractive place for him. I, the Raiders to me, like with Mark Davis running things seems I, I it's kind of like a Dallas Jerry Jones kind of situation to me. Like, I, I just don't know how much I would want that gig, but at the same time, Tom Brady is part of the Raiders ownership now. So there's that connection. So I, I think the Chargers probably make more sense in that if he can get player personnel decision and then he also has Justin Herbert there, it's much more of a ready-made situation. So I would make them the favorite. If he if he leaves there without the job, I think there's a decent shot he's coming back to Michigan. Mm. Hmm. I don't know enough about these NFL jobs to, like, to figure it well, out. 
Well, you know what you do have expertise on? Do you think Michigan, which is A, still fighting to get Harbaugh to sign a contract that will reportedly make him one of the highest paid coaches in all of college football, like a 10-year, 12-year deal, hundred some odd million dollars. I mean, just the the what do you need? And in the contract, reportedly, the guarantee that he would not go for an NFL job in this offseason, that if he signs it, he is back for 2024. I thought when I first heard that that meant that he was saying that he would not be there again. I don't think that's the case. I think that would be a ridiculous – I don't think anybody should sign a contract that says that, especially for a contract of that length. But if he signs if, – if Michigan says, we've announced a new contract for Harbaugh, that's it for this offseason, he's going to be back for 2024. Mm-hmm. He ends up taking the Chargers job here in the next few days maybe. Who knows? Um, but do you think it's a, it is simple, easy, promote Sharon Moore – and keep it moving? Or do you think that the University of Michigan would want to also explore hiring from the college ranks or someone else who is available? So I I think they have a lot of confidence in Sharon Moore. Uh, The president of Michigan is an enormous fan of Jim Harbaugh. So I think that he would probably lean on Harbaugh's recommendation, given like how much, you know, those two guys like each other. I, I assume that Harbaugh would recommend Sharon Moore. I don't know that he would, but I assume that he would, given that that's who they chose to be the head coach when Harbaugh was suspended for a couple games this year. It's also, with Kalen DeBoer being off the table, that was the other one that, within the industry, it was pretty well rumored. It's like, hey, if it's not Sharon Moore, if Harbaugh leaves, people think that DeBoer wanted that job. So, I mean, he got Alabama, which I think is a better job than Michigan, slightly, right? Uh, so he's not going to take the Michigan job. That probably like narrows it down a good bit, right? Mm-hmm. I would think. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know who you like, especially because all the other candidates that you would consider just got big contract extensions because of the Alabama job. So, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's very heavily likely to be more if Harbaugh leaves. Mm. Uh, Here's a question for you. Yeah, it's not on the rundown, but we'll. Is Iowa ever going to hire an offensive coordinator? Like, are there just so many people applying for that job that they haven't been able to get through all the interviews yet? Like, it's a candidate pool of, like, thousands? Like, the job has been open for nearly two and a half months. Fine. I'll take the job. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Handoff, 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 handoff. Play action, handoff, handoff. There, I got you it. You forgot cash a check every two weeks, or well, direct deposit. <laughs> if if Sharon Moore does get promoted, does that change? Do, do you just assume that then they're going to be fine with Alex Orgy as the quarterback, Donovan Edwards? You know, build build around kind of a run game and do the same thing that when you were the active head coach against Penn State and just decided to no longer include the forward pass in the game plan in the second half. Like are, are we going to look at the bully ball Michigan Wolverines now even more bullish uh, with an offensive line coach taking over and a quarterback who is a so far to at this point in his career has primarily been a running threat? I, th- I, th- I think so, but define fine. Like when you ask if they'll be fine. Yeah. Playoffs, Bill. 
I think that in year one, they'd probably be competing for a playoff spot. I don't right. know if they'd be a team I'd be picking to win it. So what is hard to know is Michigan's, unless you had somebody on the staff who's really going to shoot you straight on it, what is Michigan's opinion of Orgy when he throws the ball around in practice? Mm-hmm. It's really understandable why they used him as they did in games because he was a changeup to McCarthy. You wouldn't put Orgy in there to throw a bunch of passes when you have a guy who's going to be, what, probably like a fourth-round pick at, at worst in McCarthy. So it wouldn't make sense to we, – we just don't know. Like his usage in game was as a changeup, and they rarely let him throw, but it was a purposeful use to get him in. It's obviously going to be run heavy because one of his skills is the fact that he's extremely big and fast and hard to tackle. But we don't know the level of competency he has, he has as a passer in terms of what he does in practice. Mm. I, I don't think you could infer that because they would not let him throw in games means he can't throw. It's just mm-hmm. it was the changeup. But there is certainly a chance that he really can't be a passer, and then that's a problem. So uh, we'll have to – that's that's difficult to know. Okay. Unless Tom's heard something behind the scenes that like the, the guy's an awesome passer. I just – I have not nope. heard that. But I've not heard anything. the contrary. Right. I Again. just know that every time Orgy's out there, it's a party. <laughs> true again donovan edwards uh has announced here on monday morning that he will be back jim harbaugh reportedly meeting with the los angeles chargers the raiders have also expressed interest um do you think that we are do you think that we have a a harbaugh resolution by wednesday no because jim is stubborn and slow thinking (laughs) so i will always take the over on how long before he makes his decision Bud, uh, I don't know what the timeline's going to be. I, I'm, I'd just be guessing, honestly. Yeah, it could I, be by the end of today. It could right. not be until Friday. I don't know what Jim Harbaugh. Nobody ever does. Jim Harbaugh gets to the Chargers, drafts JJ McCarthy, and creates a quarterback competition for the 2024 season. Love it. Let's go. Also, what if the Cowboys job comes open? Do you think that I don't I don't see that. I don't see that. I don't see the personalities clashing. Bill Belichick on the Cowboys or Harbaugh. Like that's the one we're about to turn into the the pick six podcast here now. But that like with the Belichick Harbaugh Cowboy stuff, Jerry Jones ego does not want him hiring a coach who will get the credit if they win. He wants the credit and coaches are not going to want Jerry Jones meddling with everything they do. So it doesn't make sense to me, but who knows? Mm. It'll be very interesting. We're keeping our eyes on it. Of course, you know, CBS NFL team better than anybody else in the biz. Be sure to keep it at cbssports.com. Check it all out on your CBS Sports app. Jonathan Jones and the rest of the squad, they'll have you kept up to date all through the process. Uh, and so will we. We had a lot a lot to dig into, so we got, got to saddle up, you know? Got to get here and uh, make sure that we hit everything. Again, Arizona, we're still looking to see what happens. Waiting to hear on Jim Harbaugh and, of course, some of the portal movements that are coming from these coaching changes as well. The NFL draft deadline is this week, so coming up a little bit later, we will be looking at winners and losers from the draft deadline. And once we've got a little bit of a better idea of how the rosters are set, as Bud mentioned earlier, we'll give you our way too early pre-spring practice top 25 we'll wait for the dust to settle on that one and much much more and you can follow him on twitter at tom fernelli you can follow him at bud elliott three you can follow me at chip underscore patterson 
gentlemen. Thank you very much. Stop eating the darts. <laughs> <laughs>